Uh, welcome to Pace Setters, and today I'm very excited to have Dave Graham, who heads Enterprise Digital Growth for Blue Shield of California. Welcome, Dave. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Let's let's start off first. My first question to you is, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, we're at the Adobe Summit for your audience, and mm-hmm. uh, we both had a really good uh, uh, presentation on stage for a mixed audience of healthcare members and digital experts, and uh, Absolutely. it was uh, an enjoyable conversation. I really liked it. Awesome. I, I couldn't agree more. Look, uh, your background is a fascinating background, and I want to hear from you. Let's talk about your own background, Dave, and uh, you know where you started, and, uh, and then, of course, we can talk about what you're doing today, but... Sure. I, I, you know, I thought it'd be better to hear from you, given your very rich experience. Well, uh, let me see. Uh, the way I usually describe it to people is I'm what you call a digital native. Mm-hmm. And what that means, um, last century, in the late 1990s, mm-hmm. uh, I was reading a Time magazine, a paper Time magazine, and I was reading about startups in Silicon Valley. And uh, I was sitting on the couch drinking coffee. My wife was in the kitchen. And I was joking with her. I was like, we should go out there and, you know, apply to one of these companies. And she's like, well, we have a vacation. Let's do it. So we took a vacation. Um, within a week, I was starting at eSurance, which is one of the first uh, insurance providers of online insurance. I remember them, yeah. Yep. Um, and she got a job at TiVo, which was the first DVR uh, and probably the best software mm-hmm. platform for a DVR. Um, and from then, I didn't look back. Uh, I've always been working for companies either on the B2C or the B2B side, uh, very small startups to international companies, um, both in financial services, healthcare currently, uh, life sciences. Uh, data information and data exchange. Um, so I've, I've had a really cool career, and uh, I was fortunate to be there early when we were making things up. And uh, every company I, I worked for or worked in, I'd always get the question, have you done X before? And I'd say, no, but I think I can figure it out. And sure. I would go do it. Sure. You know? And now, now you can get a master's in user experience design. That didn't exist when, <laughs> when I started. <laughs> So let's let's talk about your current gig, mm-hmm. Blue Shield of California, yep. and uh, enterprise digital growth. Mm-hmm. You know what 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 are you focused on, and uh, what are you excited about? Uh, you know, tell us about it. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I'm focused on four constituents. Mm-hmm. So in healthcare, you obviously have the patient or the customer. Uh, that's the number one focus for us because without them and their care and well-being. Nothing else really matters. Um, I work for Blue Shield of California. It's a non-for-profit. And uh, the, the, the whole purpose, the mission of the company is about helping patients, right. which is a really nice place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always worked for mission-driven companies. Um, now, outside the member, you have providers, mm-hmm. so physicians, nurses, nurse practitioners, chiropractors, dentists, you know, name your specialist. And they interact with Blue Shield, right? They file claims, they, Mm -hmm. you know, transfer medical records, whatever it is. Uh, Good on the line, their employers, large employers who buy insurance for their employees, uh, and brokers, salespeople who sell on our behalf. Um, Each of those groups has unique business needs, Mm -hmm. and they all have modern consumer expectations of interacting with a company. Um, from a healthcare perspective, the 
the patient, the member, expects to be able to find a physician, right. look up their claims, mm -hmm. look at a medical history of themselves, refill a prescription, you know, all those things that are interacting with the product that they purchased. Um, all the other audiences have similar needs. I won't exhaust them all. Um, and you can do them all electronically. Mm -hmm. So the digital enterprise growth, that's my, my title, right. uh, is about modernizing for each of those constituents. So mm -hmm. they call less. It's a classic, you know, call avoidance strategy. Like, right. don't call a self-serve. Um, that they utilize more. So we get more contacts with them, with each of those audiences. And ultimately become sticky. Um, for example, with the providers, as a non-for-profit, we have a very good reputation with providers, but we're difficult to do business with, mm -hmm. transparently, because we compete with nationals who have invested at a much higher level right. than we have. Right. Uh, so the the basics of healthcare are harder for us to do in an automated way, but that's where we are Putting, putting our sure. investments sure. in. And it's my job as, as we build that infrastructure to build an interface that creates value for each of those four right. audiences. Right. Yeah. And I want to go a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. uh, look, uh, you know, everybody agrees that healthcare, especially in the space of digital transformation, is right. still an evolving space. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, it's definitely something that not as progressed or advanced as in the retail industry, as an example. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you heard me speak about the fact that areas like price trans pricing transparency or uh, interoperability, right. uh, you know, driving, uh, using technology to actually materially and meaningfully impact health outcomes, etc. There's still a lot of work to do. So if we um, take it back and uh, kind of overlay that in terms of your own digital transformation journey at Blue Shield. Mm -hmm. uh, where do you think you are in the journey and how do you see the future unfolding for, uh, you know, uh, from, from a Blue Shield perspective? Okay. Whew. That's a heck of a question. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I'll start by saying at Blue Shield, we are nascent like the rest of the healthcare industry. Sure. And also my tenure, I've been there a little over two years. And I'm very much focused on core plumbing, metaphorically. Like, there are standards that we need to get in place in order to modernize. Uh, an example is we created the concept of identity management. Mm -hmm. And what that is, um, healthcare historically is a contract company. You bought a health contract. Right. You bought yep. a health contract. It's an HMO or a PPO mm -hmm. in a different line of business. Well, that, that's fine for that contract. But what happens when you change jobs? You're under a new contract. Yeah. Well, prior to us actually creating identity management, you were two people, right? Mm -hmm. Because you were two contracts. Right. And we couldn't cross the data. Yeah. Now, that's antiquated. Um, there's nothing like security was good. Right, you know, no data is escaping. Sure. We're we are proper. We're protected. We're compliant, but we're not getting the value out. Right. So imagine if it, over the course of your life, like we have a concept of ever blue. So you're born, and your parents' insurance cover you, and then you go to college. You stay with them because of Obamacare, wonderful law. You finish college, and you go get your own job. Mm -hmm. Now you're on a commercial plan. Right. Um, and then you get laid off, and now you're on Medi-Cal. Yeah. Oh, but then you decide to go start your own business. Now you're on IFP. Mm -hmm. I don't know if your audience is going to understand this, right. this jargon. Basically, product types. Mm -hmm. 
So in terms of a consistent experience, being able to recognize the person in that continuity right. is really, really important. And it actually goes all the way to Medicare and end of life. That's right. part of our business. Yeah. Um, now, from that basis, think about how much you can do. Um, we intend to create a very rich health record for our members, right? Sure. And I don't want to be inappropriately promissory. We have to make investments. We have right. to develop technology. The rules of engagement are changing around us when it comes mm -hmm. to HIPAA compliance, interoperability rules. Right. With all of that there, though, if we are going to disrupt ourselves and disrupt healthcare, what we have to do is extract the value out of the data that we have. Right with proper permission from our customers, right. and to be able to create value for mm -hmm. them. And if you think about that, um, a really good metaphor is air travel. So the first time you used your travel app for whatever airline you mm -hmm. use, you could see your flight. Amazing. Yeah. It wasn't much more. A little while later, you would get a, a message saying, oh, your gate changed. Mm -hmm. Wow, thank you. You just saved me a 30-minute walk yeah. <laughs> across yeah. the Dallas airport, which yeah. is enormous. Um, you get to the flight now, and you want to upgrade your seat or change it. I don't want to sit in the aisle. You can do that real time. Mm. But all that is is the data of the flight and the itinerary and the seat location put into an interface for you to interact with to get value. Mm. Now, of course, a business being a business, Every time you do that, there's an upsell. There's a cross-sell. As a consumer, that's a little exhausting. Sure. Um, but there's also an exchange of value. I get exactly what I wanted, and I made the choice. And right. you know, that's that's the nature of being in a you know a commercial country. I guess right. you can say. Right. So um, that whole mashup is how you can get value out of data that's persistent and existent. I think the biggest issue that healthcare and B two Bs have is they're not unlocking their data. Right. They're not federating their data. And more importantly, they're not sharing across interest industry. Mm. Um, so uh, will your audience know what interoperability is? Sure. Okay. Um, so we talked about this today mm -hmm. in our presentation. Um, the fact that the government came in and said, no, you must share your information right. this far back. And yep. here are the rule sets, right? Between plans. And by doing so, you're going to unlock the data of right. your customers. Right. Now, they can only see so far in the future, they can only be so prescriptive, but that's the kind of unlocking that makes what I would like to do for my brand and my customers possible. Right. Because prior to that, it's scratching your head like, well, how are we going to convince our competitors to share data with us? Mm -hmm. That's a really hard proposition, right. Yeah. right? Yeah. So sometimes the government is quite helpful in, in a situation like that where they come in and say, no, thou shalt right. share data. Right. Now, the the, the trick is for all of us who are in this space to understand, okay, what does that mean for us? How do we get value out of it for our customers? And let's not forget, there's value there for a provider. Right. So if you think about the concept of first-party data, I'm going a little long here. Is that okay? Sure, okay. sure. If you think about the concept of first-party data, that means a claim we paid. You're a physician. One of our customers came in, presented to you. You took care of them. You know, gave them prescription, whatever, mm -hmm. and you file a claim and we pay you, right? That transaction you're aware of because it happened in your doctor's office, right? right? What happens when your patient shows up a week later in a cast? Mm -hmm. They broke their leg skiing. You weren't there. You weren't in the emergency room. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what happened. Well, with interoperability, ultimately right. what it means is the 
the X-ray from that emergency room mm -hmm. is available to your primary care physician right. when right. you come back, and you can see everything that happened to you in that hospital. Yeah. Right? That's the exchange of information right. that makes healthcare so much more yeah. valuable to providers, to the payers, to the patient. You know, to everyone included. Awesome. And it's all art of the possible. It happens exactly. in other industries. It just doesn't happen in healthcare yet. Yeah. 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 So uh, you spoke about customer experience, customer experience journeys, and unlocking data to create that contextual value for clients mm -hmm. when they need it, where they need it. You spoke about portability of data through the interoperability mandate. So what's... Um, What's your more, what are you most excited about in terms of whatever program and project that you're trying to drive uh, right now? Um, right now, uh, specific to Blue Shield, I'm excited about creating mobile-first utility mm -hmm. for uh, you and your family, right? Mm -hmm. So that in our very busy lives, you know, you're, you and your significant other, and your kids, right, all have a digital presence right. inside of an application that you choose to download. And with that, we can make sure that, I'm making this up, sure. your son's ADH message, mm -hmm. uh, prescription is refilled. Mm -hmm. To make sure that your daughter's allergy appointment, when it's coming up, you take her there. That your wife gets that reminder for her mammogram, right? right? right. I mean, all made up scenarios, sure. but again, it goes back to the data. And imagine if you don't have to think about that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like when you go to the airport and they tell you your gate changed. Well, when you're in looking at Instagram or looking at your kids on Facebook, you get an in-app message that's like, oh, we've got a reminder for you. Yeah. Come back. Hey, we need you to set this appointment. Okay. You know, you asked us to tell you to, to do it, to remind you to do it. Please go ahead and schedule. Mm -hmm. And in that way, we can keep our members, we think, healthier because they're interacting with the healthcare you know, not sick care, as my boss would call it. It's health care. Sure. They're being proactive, right? They're doing detection. They're taking tests. Mm -hmm. And they're getting the treatment that they need. Okay. Um, that's the type of thing that we will, we intend to release in waves. Nice. And uh, we will be agile, you know, have a minimum viable product that meets certain data criteria, certain utility, certain audiences. And then just like an onion, get more and more value out of it, more sure. and more kind sure. of layers. Awesome. Yeah. So it's like personalization at scale. It, it is, and yeah. it's, it's just utility. Right. But, you know, you and I talked about um, uh, genomics, mm -hmm. right, and the promise of uh, pharmacogenomics and yes. personalized medicine. Yeah. The, the most exciting part for me from an AI perspective in the context of healthcare really is about, uh, uh, you know, personalization is at two levels. Level one is really about what you just spoke about, which is simple, extremely useful stuff like reminders, medication adherence, you know, scheduled visits for, uh, for, for my PCP, uh, extremely useful contextual information, when I need it, where I need it, how I need it, through mm -hmm. the channel I need it. Uh, that's uh, level one. Uh, level two, uh, in my view, from a personalization perspective, is really about how do you, uh, you know, again, within that, there are two levels of sophistication. At the more basic level of sophistication is, is there a way to match uh, my chemistry mm. with the chemistry of a drug to figure out, you know, which drug is, uh, you know, from an efficacy perspective, right. uh, more impactful, right? So there is a basic level of uh, uh, 
personalization that's happening. Uh, the higher level of sophisticated uh, matching is really about is there individualized medicines that can be built up uh, again based on your own genetic uh, information, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you worked at Illumina and, you know, they were the players who dramatically brought down the cost of genomic sequencing, right? right? From $100,000 to about 600 bucks, yeah. which is insane. It keeps going down. And it keeps going down, right? <laughs> so it, yeah. as as um, genomic sequencing uh, becomes more and more affordable, as we uh, make uh, using genetic information uh, into mainstream treatment processes, Right then we can drive that level of personalization. Again, I right. believe it's at a nascent stage, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm now overlaying uh, technologies like AI and generative AIs into the healthcare context of how you can drive meaningful material impact on health outcomes. Right. right? We're really talking about quality of care here. And of course, you know, corresponding uh, reduction in healthcare costs. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's in my opinion, uh, the very exciting part that I look forward to from, uh, from uh, you know, overlaying AI in healthcare. Right. Well, I've, I've got a unique vantage point in that, as you mentioned, I worked for Illumina, which mm -hmm. is a genomic sequencing yeah. company. And um, it, it's interesting, inside the company, there is a research arm and there is a clinical arm. Um, meaning clinical diagnostics, IVDs, you know, clinical equipment. Uh, and for those in your audience, if you work on one side of that fence or the other, they're very different. And it was unique to be in a company that's doing both simultaneously. So on the research side, with whole genomic sequencing, you know, they could find the biomarker for some, you know, illness. Right. And in many cases, simply by accident sometimes, they would find an existing prescription, existing pharmaceutical, that would positively impact that negative phenotypic response, right. typically in children. They were very focused on healthcare for children, where they had rare undiagnosed genetic diseases, right. rugged it was called. Well, that extended into, well, what about like, pharmacy for the individual mm -hmm. that's the end state right and just personalized medicine which is kind of the middle state right um if you think about uh prescriptions for uh mental conditions mm -hmm. the ramp up time to take a, a a drug of that type can be lengthy yep and the doctor you know is using best judgment medical right. practice but it is guesswork because you exactly. don't know how that person chemically is going to respond mm -hmm. to it now, to your audience, I am not a clinician. I'm not a physician. I learned this through my seven years at Illumina. Sure. So I'm speaking from a layman's position, but I understand it because yeah. I was there long enough. Um, and what's amazing about it is if they can say, because of your genome, I know you're going to negatively react to this drug and this right. drug, right. but this one will be favorable to you mm -hmm. based on the thousands and thousands of people we've seen go through that. That's where I think the power exactly. of AI comes in yeah. because it's not AI prescribing a drug, yep. it's AI crunching very large number sets of reactions to drugs by gene location and by drug type and saying, this is the signal. Exactly. You know, because no hospital clinic in yeah. one city in one state is going to figure that out. Yeah, that's what I call as the matching the chemistry of the individual to the chemistry the of the drug. Yeah. Right. And the same thing applies for cancer treatment. Absolutely. You know, there's so many interesting, you know, 
mashups to it. What's what's cool for me is having gone from the manufacturer side, you know, working with so many brilliant people creating that technology. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you know, COVID was sequenced all on aluminum technology. The drugs that were developed to fight COVID, the vaccines, they weren't developed by us, but they used our RNA inject methodology mm-hmm. to create those vaccines that saved millions and millions and millions sure. of lives. I mean, it's really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now to be on the healthcare side where you're actually, you know, I don't interact with patients, but many people in the company do, the clinicians, the actual physicians, nurses, and they deal with the pain of people going through, right. you know, this drug's making me nauseous, yeah. I can't sleep, exactly. you know, whatever it is. It, it, that'll really be game-changing, I think, in healthcare, way outside of what I do, that, that'll be really I fascinating. I couldn't agree more, I couldn't yeah. agree more. Yeah. Fascinating and uh, very exciting times ahead. Uh, thank you for uh, sharing your uh, Thanks for having me. Wisdom, this is fun. knowledge. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you yeah. so much, Dave. Absolutely. Take Appreciate care. it. All right. Yeah. Thank you, everyone.